0: Welcome to the One Link Podcast. I am Brad, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, James. How are you doing, James?
1: I'm fabulous.
0: Well, we're going to be continuing on in our Buddhism series here.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. We're going to be continuing our interview uh, with Ashley on the basics of Buddhism. You know, last week we looked at really what Buddhists believe or their official beliefs. Now we're going to transition a little bit from what they believe to what do they believe about Jesus? What do they believe about Christianity?
0: Well, speaking of which, I, you know, I think it's going to be important, particularly as uh, students are wanting to engage their Buddhist friends uh, with the gospel and and ask good questions and all the things you've mentioned for, to have an understanding of what is their view of some elements of Christianity, who is Jesus, all these kind of things. So, James, maybe you can kind of, Kind of give us a little intro to this, and we'll pop between you and Ashley on on talking about this kind of thing.
1: Sounds good. I mean, I think the first question is just what what do Buddhists believe about Jesus? Um, have they heard about him? And I think that'll that'll vary some uh, depending on where they're at, country they're in, how restricted that's been or not been, probably how educated they are. Typically speaking. I've found a lot of them that did know at least a little bit. They may not know Jesus's story, but they've heard of him. They know he's the Christian God, something along those lines. And they typically they will they will affirm, they have a lot of respect for him, that he was a great teacher, and they kind of all assume that we are Christians and so that it's for the most part it's it's just fine that we that we worship Jesus. That's not a big deal to them.
0: Is there some element I know in Hinduism because there's uh, so many gods it's sort of like Hey, you want me to add one more to the pantheon here? No problem. Is there any equivalent in Buddhism of sort of incorporation or I
1: I did never really find it to be that. I feel like Buddhism, like uh, technical official Buddhism, I think has no gods. And so different varieties of it do worship different spirits or have different spirits they recognize, that kind of stuff. I don't feel like it was like add one more in. And I think in some places, I remember in our Hinduism podcast series, they talked a lot about like Hindus typically aren't really trying to convert you to you to Hinduism. And there wasn't a lot of that in Buddhism, but maybe just a little bit, a little bit of like, this is a good path, like we're on the path, that a little bit more of like not a ton though, not a not a ton of evangelical effort on their behalf, but some.
0: So is it safe to say, unlike Muslims, who whether they know a lot about Jesus or not, he's, you know, officially a prophet in the Muslim religion, that there isn't really an exact place for Jesus within Buddhism other than he's, oh, yeah, we respect him. He's a good teacher.
1: I think, yeah, I think that would be, that would be it. And I think that would be the official, like the official Buddhist position. He was enlightened. He was a good teacher. He was holy they liked the things he taught they liked his kindness they liked his healings they liked some of his self sacrificial things those kind of things those are all all good things that they admire and uh kind of you know if you look at the the list of the you know the eightfold path or whatever well you know jesus jesus embodied a lot of those in different ways depending on how they define it and so they would say like oh yeah he was he was a great teacher he's great but they wouldn't elevate him into like a God status uh, or to be worshipped, but maybe like oh yeah, I might like following his teachings wouldn't necessarily be bad, and I don't know that they would be opposed to reading some of his teachings or studying some of his teachings I, I think they would be open to that
0: yeah, you, you kind of touched on something I wanted to ask you both about, and that is I've seen a lot, i mean particularly in in kind of non christian American thinking, this kind of idea of comparing Buddha and Jesus it's kind of almost like a same same in some ways both great wise teachers both helping people on this good path and so you know there's they're pretty much the same in some regards uh, now obviously we don't have that worldview between the three of us but is mm-hmm. that um is that just something I've seen in America or do you see kind of a, as people try to share the gospel there's sort of this like oh yeah we're your guys good our guy's good everything's good kind of relativism that creeps in? I would say
1: that's probably fairly accurate. That's kind of like, of course, of course, you're Jesus, you're you're American, you know, we're this culture, and so we're Buddhist, and and this is our guy. And I actually remember this when I was in college. It was a Thai guy, super nice, super nice guy, maybe one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the world. I heard he had a Christian roommate. He heard tons about Christ, but he just said one time, like I, but I, you know, I just my Buddha. That was he was just. And it was like a, a very unaffectionate term, like my, this is my guy, my, my Buddha.
0: What about scriptures? Ashley, maybe you can jump in here. What, you know, as you start, if someone was starting to present the Bible and talk about that, what, how would a Buddhist view that? Do they have any concept of it or, any you know, pre-existing thoughts?
2: Yeah. So as far as I understand, there's no official, you know, sacred text that Buddhists have. Um, and so that would be a, definitely a difference um, for them to be initially exposed to the Bible. From my research, um, which has been very, <laughs> very minimal, I am by no means an expert, but that, you know, they they believe his teachings were good. Um, all of what is in the Bible is good. You know, it's it's stories of Jesus. It's stories of him living selflessly being that example. So I think they would be open to it, but they, it's it's going to be different in that it's a sacred text versus, um, you know, just stories that are passed down. And so that would be the difference there.
0: Mm-hmm. So there isn't one, while there are, you know, Buddhist scriptures and, and things like that out there, there isn't sort of how we have the Bible. This is the one kind of consolidated word of God sort of thing. Uh, Buddhist, you what I'm hearing you say is Buddhists don't have that same equivalent, um, even though they do have these sort of sacred writings. And you were saying, James, they could mm-hmm. load up a camel Pack them on with a them. camel train, yeah, yeah. What did James, as you were sharing among the Buddhist people that you worked with, wh- as you started talking about the Bible, what was kind of their initial response to that?
1: I feel like mine were very, uh, they were very culturally Buddhist, that was like not a, not an. Important part of their life, and so if we'd been talking and sharing, kind of, we shared a lot more with like, what What is God doing to me? How is God helping me now? And so then, if they were interested in that, then they were more likely to be interested in studying the Bible or looking at the Bible. But just like they don't, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't go read the Buddhist scriptures. And I think a very in my part of the. the world, a very devout Buddhist probably would have went there like once a month maybe. And more of them, it was kind of like on these certain holidays or if you had something, a plan, a wedding had a big test that you needed an extra blessing for that kind of thing. Something, something big in life, then you would go to it. And so it was kind of a, it was almost when they got to the point where they were ready to look for something else. You know, I lived in an economy that was generally slowly getting better and better and, so, or, you know, more and more wealthy. So in some ways, their lives were already kind of getting better than their older brother's life. You know, they had more things than the guy before them had. And so in some ways, I feel like they were less, less devout.
0: So really, at the end of the day, is the crux of the issue here when you begin sharing with Buddhists, uh, when you get to this point of, well, Jesus is the way, he's the only way, The his his road is is the way. Is that where you that where you first or maybe not first but the, the main way that you begin to offend so to speak in this in these conversation
1: i don't remember the only person i ever remember offending was an was an atheist there the official country position was atheism that's the only person i ever remember ever uh being offended and you know god gave me the opportunity to give the jesus film to policemen and to other people that you know wouldn't wouldn't shouldn't have been, but like no no one was offended. No one was bothered that I talked about it at all. I feel like there was more I had to fight more about just a disinterest. Uh, i'm like, oh okay, now on to the next thing and
0: gotcha. Ashley, would you add anything to that?
2: <laughs> no, I think that pretty much covers it.
0: Good deal. Well, what else? You know, kind of common questions or objections that Buddhists might have Christianity, anything either of you would like to add?
1: I think, especially in America, I think you can't talk about Buddhism without talking about Nirvana. We we're have, not
0: talking about the 90s band, right? We're not talking, talking about,
1: about the 90s band, but the band, there was a band called Nirvana, right? And right. uh we have all these uh businesses that name themselves. There's Carvana, you know, if you want to. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, is that how, that's funny. I, I always thought it was Carvana, but I guess that Carvana. Really, maybe it is or, Carvana, nirvana. but I always thought well, it was Carvana. I think you're right. If that makes sense, it's related to that word. Yeah.
1: and there's there's several different ones that that we have, and so you know, nirvana is like is a Buddhist is trying to reach. When you reach enlightenment, you reach a nirvana, but it's super hard to explain. It's it's enlightenment. It's the place that le that where it ends the cycle of rebirth and and death and birth and death and birth and death and birth. And, and, birth. and it's like a state of existence. And uh, we found a quote that. The Buddha had said that anything we might say or imagine about Nirvana would be wrong because it is utterly different from our ordinary existence. Nirvana is beyond space, time, and definition, so language is by definition inadequate to discuss it. It can only be experienced and I believe their understanding is that, like the Dalai Lama and maybe certain other people, they're ones that have reached enlightenment and then they've come back to you know to share with with the other humanity enlightenment. Mm. I have a funny story about this. I have some friends, this was at OSU, go pokes. And they took a, a class on, I, I don't remember what it was, comparative world religions or whatever. But on there, the te- the professor had a had a question and it said, what is nirvana? And if you wrote anything, you got the answer wrong.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yeah. Wow. Anyway, I don't know if you'd want to throw anything else in there, Ashley, um, but that's, that's where they're trying to get the end of suffering is how I think of it.
0: Yeah. So we have this kind of this word, nirvana, It's sort of like karma, right? It's kind of come into our popular vocabulary mm-hmm. here in America. We're familiar with it. We maybe just use it as like, you know, when you get to your happy place or your whatever, you're in this great place, the Nirvana. But to really plumb the depths of it, it's it's quite um, abstract, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. I think about it in terms like Buddhism. He's saying like everything about life is suffering. And so Nirvana is is finally at the point in time in which you you end suffering. And with the idea of reincarnation, it's mostly it's not like you die and then you snap back in and you're born as a bird or whatever. You snap back in and you're born as a richer person. You go to, I don't know what they call this place, but you go to this place and then you like you pay for all the sins that you did in this life. And a lot of Buddhist temples that you go to will have like this this wheel and it'll show these kind of cycles and, and, and in the cycle of in which you're in quote their version of hell, like you're being tortured and, you know, it's rotten. And then you're born again. And depending on whether you did well or you did poorly, uh, depends on if you're born better or born worse than the time before. And, you know, in America, in our postmodern society, you know, we just think of that as crazy Like, how could somebody actually believe that that happens? Uh, But I remember I was uh, sitting in a class. Everybody in there were foreigners to this. We were all studying the local language. And uh, they were giving us like a safety briefing. And the guy was talking about, you know, you got to be careful when you ride your bike. Uh, People are drive differently here, you know. And if you look out and a car is not coming and you don't see it, you know, what will happen? You know, and I'm thinking death. And the guy beside me who was from Laos, he like whispers under his breath. Rebirth, you know, and like he—he literally believes it. And sometimes I think because it's so much different than what we view, that we don't. It's hard for us to recognize that that's like an absolute, one hundred percent. They believe it just like we believe in heaven or hell.
0: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm looking at the time here, and and I think maybe be good for to explain a little bit more, you mentioned earlier that there's different different places in the world, different types of Buddhism. I'm going to pitch this to you, Ashley, mostly just because James and I don't want to have to try to pronounce some of these words. So we're going to we're gonna put you on the spot. Oh, <laughs> and, no. <laughs> and thankfully, both of us and probably most of our audience won't know if you've said it right. It's like some of these words in the Bible we run into are like, oh, hopefully that's how it's pronounced. So maybe give us just a, a brief overview of the different types of Buddhism.
2: Yeah. So there's two main ones that we have listed here. The first one is <laughs> Theravada. I may or may not be saying that correctly, but Theravada. Um, and that is going to be mainly found in the Sri Lanka, Myanmar, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, those countries there. And the emphasis of the Theravada, uh, Buddhism, you know, is, is going to be to free oneself from suffering. Um, so. A little bit different than the next one, which is uh, Mahayana. That's my best guess on that's it. Good to um, You're, but nailing that's it. You're nailing it. You're be- nailing it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be more in the Tibet, Mongolia, Nepal, China, Japan, Korea, um, those areas, and that is going to be um, to free all beings from suffering. So the two major differences there: to free oneself from suffering versus freeing all beings from suffering.
1: And I think if Going back to some point we talked to earlier, I think you would find with the Mahayana that want to free all beings for suffering, you would be more likely to find a little bit more evangelism on their part, or a little bit more likely, um, because the first one is more about all internal, it, it's about yourself. But the second one includes a, a an aspect of responsibility for the people around you as well.
0: Now, do people know, you know, do they would they use these terms to describe their version of Buddhism? Or is this just sort of from my, um, you know, official perspective as anthropologists oh, like have put this together, that they've divided oh, it this way?
1: Yeah, I think they would know those two, kind of like Shia and uh, Sunni. Sunni, mm-hmm. I think it would be something like that. They would know that. They Would they know all the differences between the two? have my doubts on that.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we're, we're kind of that time and, uh, I'd love to hear any, any final thoughts, conclusions from our discussions today before we wrap this one up.
2: Yeah. So I think just one final thought is is just, um, really highlighting that idea of suffering, you know, that's kind of that underlying tone of Buddhism, the idea that there is suffering in this world, um, you will suffer. Um, the goal is to end that cycle of suffering um, and rebirth, and so, um, you know, it's it's just an interesting uh, cycle wheel, um, you know, that 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 they're on of of how do we end that? Um, we try, we try again. We don't get it right. We try again, but that that goal is is to reach that enlightenment and end, end that. Just it, it's very interesting.
0: How about you, James and me? Well, here? I, I
1: had one, but then when Ashley said her point, now I have three.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is I think a very if, James moment right yes, now. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, to make a short story long, I think when you think about the suffering there, when we talk about, like, well, how do we share with a Buddhist? One, you know, I remember back with our discussion with Jack, he's talking about, like, well, I start back in Genesis because their whole viewpoint is different and I have to build the, I have to, I have to build. I can't just start with, Here's the gospel. They need to understand much more rudim- much more basic things, but to build up to it. And again, depending on your place, that might or might not be your experience. But that's one thing to do in there. And then the other one, just out of what Ashley was saying, it makes me wonder if like that three circles method of sharing might work really good, which is kind of like one circle is like, you know, like we recognize the world's broken. Why is it broken? And they would they might. It would give a good discussion. It wouldn't be as canned maybe as as we think. and then one circle being like, well god we we believe God created everything and it was good, and we seek glimpses of that goodness, but we're separated from it and and talk about the different ways people try to to have it to get out of that brokenness of the world and then you know finally down to the cross and while I don't know that it would it might be a way of communicating it, even though some of those concepts and thoughts would be new to them, it would kind of give them maybe a clear understanding of how we view suffering and what we believe the solution to it is and kind of recognizing that in and of myself, I cannot ever do the things necessary to end that suffering. And then the last, last thing Brad is I think the most common response our people will probably get is when, when they go to share is, Hey, that's really good for you. Glad, glad you love Jesus more or less. You know, I think all 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 religions kind of lead to the same place. I think your personal testimony is really strong. And then I think we obviously we need the working of the Holy Spirit in their lives, and that's what's really gonna gonna turn the corner for them. So
0: Yeah, thanks for that word, James. Appreciate it. Well, I feel like my understanding of Buddhism has doubled in this conversation. <laughs> so I'm I'm grateful for both of you. Special thanks to you, Ashley, for all yeah. the research you've done and all the hard work you're putting into preparing our volunteers. Really grateful yeah. for that and yeah. excited for the new edition that's coming shortly. So we're, the whole that's office right. is waiting. We can't wait to see your girl coming. So grateful for you. Yep.
1: We really appreciate it. Appreciate that research and appreciate you being on here with us. It's been lots of fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for letting me crash your party.
0: All right. Well, listeners we're also grateful for you and hope this will help you as you particularly as you pray for buddhists and pray for those that are going to reach buddhists Uh, and students if you're listening to this hopefully this will prepare you to engage people overseas yeah we will we'll see you next time on the one link podcast see ya (laughs) Thank you.